0: Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning, folks. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. Big fan of the show. It's Jeremy White and Joe DiBiase. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Hello there. Are you hey, guys. Love the show. Big fans. Over probably 20 years. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? call or text wgr at 8030550 or post on x at wgr550 and get connected to Jeremy and Joe now. Hey, happy Tuesday morning. What's up? Sunny outside. Like the, the sun is my favorite like star. Like so sunny that my favorite star. Yeah. Uh, here are my, my here are my, my, juice my, my favorite juice is my favorite star. My, my favorite stars ranked. One, The Sun. Two, LaTulale. <laughs> come on, you can't come up with a better one than that. Star uh, La Toulale. number star... two. Bart Star. Bart Star, there you go. Star the uh, the TV channel. Stars. Stars? stars. stars. What about everyone's favorite all-star, Rasmus Darlene? There you go, all-stars. Star Wars. Yeah. Only certain ones, though. Definitely only certain ones. Sun's pretty cool. You just can't actually, you can't, very, you can't look at it. It's actually very hot. You can't look at it. So like, what, like, you Fun know. Fun fact. That it's hot? It's very hot. Yeah. Sun. <laughs> 803-0550 if you want to join us about uh, anything. Anything. It's on the table. What do We need, we need a stat of the day. We need uh, I saw... I'll, I'll get a stat of the day. It cannot be true. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. Let's make it the stat of the day, and let's do due diligence on this can't possibly be true. Okay. Brought to you by Seneca Gaming and Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. Okay. Can't okay. be true? It's not true. Never mind. Thank you. So we can't give a fake stat <laughs> as a stat of the day. That well, would probably be... Uh, a, a guy. a guy that... <sighs> yeah, it's like a TikTok what guy. What was it? What was it? I don't want, I don't want to get to it, because it was... It, was another Jabram Hamdam thing? No, it was. It, it, it really fit in the wheelhouse, or was right in the wheelhouse of, I want it to be true, but it can't be. And sometimes with stat of the day, things are so incredible. It's why they get stat of the day. Mm-hmm. So a guy on Twitter had suggested that the number of interceptions that had been reversed due to a penalty. You throw a pick, and mm-hmm. and and the it's wiped out by a penalty. He made the case that Patrick Mahomes had thrown 53 picks, called back on penalty. (laughs) No. Come on. And you thought you bought that? Hold on. He doesn't have 53 for his career. And that second place was Josh Allen with seven. And my first reaction was that cannot be true, and it's not (laughs) true. It is definitely not true. But don't you want to believe it? Wouldn't it have been great to believe? It would have been, yes. It would have been great to be if it was true i mean it would be the greatest evidence that the nfl is rigged of all time you would hear it every day 53 to 7 it's not real first versus second that's unbelievable <laughs> but obviously not true yeah he's probably got a bunch though would you believe he's first no no, my, somebody that puts the ball in harm's yeah, way. Yeah, my often. my guess is the player that has the most interceptions called back due to penalty is the guy that throws the most interceptions. Like not the not a yeah. Although Mahomes isn't not throwing a no, lot. No, he's near the top of the list. I mean, Allen was number one this year, and what was Mahomes like number three? Like yeah. he was two back. Dak's up there. Yeah, the good quarterbacks throw picks. You know, that's how it goes. Jameis Winston is probably first all time. That's a good guess. Yeah, because he throws a lot of interceptions. A lot of interceptions, even not playing. He still finds a way to get into games and throw interceptions. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty. Sabres back tonight. I want to make a stat of the day. The Sabres have more regulation wins than the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. Yeah? How is that possible? It's more of a Toronto stat than I guess than it is a Sabres stat. Because it's not like 20 is all that impressive. They have 20 regulation wins. The Sabres doing 48 games this year. And they're 10 points out. Going into tonight. All right. That's one of the stats of the day. I've got another one. Longest tenured NHL coaches. Okay. First this is going to be John Cooper, for Tampa. Yep. Um, Mike Sullivan for Pittsburgh. Got to be up there. Yep. How about? Man, there's so much movement for coaches. You've got number one and number two, Jared Bednar of the Colorado. He's White. number three. Good. Man, everybody fires people. Like, Florida's been good, but no, they got they got uh Paul Maurice only a couple years ago, so he's not right. How high is Granado gonna be on this list? Uh Don- I, mean, I think that's maybe the the, the exercise here Grenado right Granado is seventh. Wow. There are six coaches that have That'd- been with their teams longer than Don Granado. That's unbelievable. Cooper, Sullivan, Jared Bednar, Brindamore, Sheldon, Keefe, and Lindy Ruff. That's wow. it. That's the list. And I think Keith and Ruff are the two guys right behind Granado If you look up like first coach fired odds, so like those are the three. Well, the others are, you know, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Colorado, Carolina. Yeah. Although you know Pittsburgh, he won a cup. Pittsburgh's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not probably not his fault though. You, you yeah. want a, you want a Sabres conspiracy theory? Sure. Here's a small Sabres conspiracy theory. Okay. A small conspiracy theory eh, is generally conspiracy working. Conspiracy against- is probably aggressive. Okay. There's one thing that Don Granado mentions a lot with us. Uh-huh. Consistently. Uh-huh. When he comes on, a thing that he will consistently mention is third-pair defensemen and the significant drop-off that a team has between, like, the top four and the third pair. Yeah. He consistently will talk about that drop-off at third pair. So what's the conspiracy part of it? Like the Sabers went to the off season and we thought, like, man, they could really use some help on the blue line. Yeah, and theirs is just like everybody else's. I mean, the drop off is. But that's those were the signings they made. It was Ye- yes, that's right. It was to get better at the bottom end of your blue line, so that you weren't asking Jacob Bryson to go play 18 minutes. And how's that gone? I mean, they are giving up fewer goals, but we're not really attributing that to the blue line, are we? Mm. We're giving that to the goalie and the the fact that they decided to play more defensive in general. I, I just think. W- I just wonder if there's a little bit of a and he, the penalty kill. He, he mentions that all the time because the number one thing we thought the Sabers were going to get this offseason was not upgrade their third. It was going to be some really reliable anchor of a top four would come right. in, and that never happened. All right. No, so. yeah, we were talking about a legitimate second pair defenseman for Owen Power. And it didn't happen. And, no. Power, and Power, by the way, has done what this year? is kind of like stag- stagnated at best. Or, yeah, that. And their third pair, I mean, is it any better? Really, actually, if their third pair has gotten any better, bottom four, it's Ryan Johnson. Right. It's the kid. It's not the two veterans that they brought in. And those were like, you know, part of me wants to be like, Congratulations on the applause of, oh, you convinced Eric Johnson to come to the Buffalo Sabres. You know, like, oh, Stanley Cup winner, veteran guy, okay. Would he have a, I mean, I guess he'd have a job in the league. Didn't Friedman say a couple weeks ago, like, there'll be options for the Sabres with Eric Johnson? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three, you bitch! Music. You set my world on fire. Yeah, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. After the end of a good fight. You deserve an ice cold reward, Medela. The mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's like I guess someone else would have signed him. But, man, I'm just – anyone that they – can I get anyone they bring in from outside of the organization that's, okay. like, like actually moves the meter in any real legitimate way? I want to give you one – this isn't the actual conspiracy, a part of this. Is it possible that the state of the Sabres convincing players to come here is in a much worse spot than we're ready to accept? Because is right now, right now, yeah, think of every player they get yeah, every single one. There's a connection while mm-hmm. you think maybe why do they only trade for players that Granada was coached or knows it might be everybody that they want to bring in or sign or trade. They need a little bit of convincing, right? I know somebody there or like Tuck, who grew Tuck. up a Sabre fan, right? Yeah. It makes me wonder in free agency, we say, well, Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson and. Wyatt- and Johnson had a connection to Okposo, Remember, they known each other since they were like kids. Right. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of connections. But the point yeah. Just yeah. simply is what if the Sabres are in free agency in these last couple of years are making calls and have nowhere to go? Or are making calls to trade for guys and. They're on every no-trade list. Jacob Chikrin says, I'm not playing for you. You you Are, are you all, kidding? Right, wouldn't you be on 90% of no-trade lists yeah. and UFAs are going to say no? Yeah, That player poll about the worst places to play, the players reported it was gloomy and it didn't feel like the NHL. Which is something that guys who have played here have said. Didn't Robin Leonard make a comment once? Well, you've, Robin Leonard made a comment about there being a dark cloud in the arena. We feel it. Yeah. I feel it in the stands. The players got to feel that too, and that probably you know if you know people wonder about attitude or like well, you that's... know like that sometimes can come from that. I mean, O'Reilly wasn't a bad player; he had produced, but he said like uh, you know paraphrasing that it sucked the life out of him. O'Reilly says that, Leonard says that, you know, I don't know what Eichel or Reinhardt would say behind the scenes, but all these guys have gone elsewhere, and what are they telling their teammates, and what are they telling others in the league about playing here? I mean, you can't be thinking they're getting positive reviews behind the scenes from other players who are all hanging out and working out together in the summer. And that's what makes this season so, I think, crushing. Because last year, the way they played... They were starting to turn it around. It really felt like you could start to shed that. Yeah. Maybe they could make that go away. Maybe they can reset the organization... You know, Kevin Adams and Don Granato had done a good job of reconnecting with the fans and playing exciting style and getting close and giving us a, a playoff chase. Yeah. When Levi showed up and started winning games, Joe, that's probably the most electric Sabres fans have felt about the franchise in a decade. <laughs> they were in it, and they had this young yeah. guy, and he was cool. Everything was back. And this season has really been a blow to that. the all that you said about like Michael Reinhart, L- Leonard, all that could have been if they were in Detroit's spot right now, we would not even talk about it, all that stuff. It'd be, hey, they're right where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be where Detroit is, mm-hmm. which is maybe they make it, maybe they don't. But but they what, don't. Have, they don't have the ten years of no, Detroit, history before that. Detroit is. I mean, Detroit, I guess, hasn't made it in a while they're, either. They're in a long drought too. But if if the Sabers yeah. are having the season Detroit is having. They are tied for the second wild card spot, tied for the first wild card spot, right? And one point behind Tampa. If, if the Sabers were having the Red Wings' season, we would be over the moon. Yep. Not even. Hey, maybe they can make a run and get in it. Like last year was. Can they? Can they climb? Have the Sabers? This is a tough question. I don't think they've ever been in a spot since what? Since the ten game win streak? Yes. <laughs> Like, when's the last time they were in a spot? Because last year's team, correct me if I'm wrong, I I don't think last year they ever got into a spot. They had multiple games to get into a spot and never did, and ultimately finished one one point back. Yeah, I'll check this. When's the last time they were in an actual spot past December 10th? Yeah, because I tested you the other day on, like, how far out they were at this exact same time last year, and they were one point out. So did they ever win a game to get into a spot? I don't I, think they ever did. I don't remember coming in here the next morning and being like, here we go, they're in They're in a playoff spot. Yeah, and it wasn't like, you know. Last year was a constant teetering October. just on the edge, and I don't think they – they might have gotten tied for a spot and out on the tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm going through February now. They got to within one point, and then, like, I'm a week later, and they're kind of dropping back. <laughs> they're three points out. They're five points out. They would a bad February, I guess. Yeah. Um, February first, they're not in a spot. Yeah, I don't know when they would have last been in one, and that all this is like it's a dark and depressing type of thought that I'm having, which is how do you dig out of that? How do you dig Uh, out of? Last year was the way to do it. There's no there there. How many players in the league even remember them in the playoffs? How many players in the league remember them being good? Like. Sometimes I'll joke about like need to change the logo and change the jersey. And like I only half kidding there. Because I think when players around the NHL look at that uniform, what do they think of? They think of that gloominess that they responded to in the poll. And I don't know how you win over you, you gotta bring talent in. I don't know how you win over talented people to come here and feel like you're a real team in the NHL without I mean they gotta show everybody first. Right, they're not. They're not going to get the benefit of the doubt from anybody until they either make it or, as you mentioned, they've like got a connection. Like hey, maybe they, maybe there's such a connection with Rod Brindamore that like he can be the guy that changes all this. But like that's where I'm at. I, I just don't have confidence. One that the GM will pull the trigger on trades or freedom signings that need to happen like that. Or the alternative, which might be worse, is you can't convince people to come here. You can't you might have offered and the co- the Coyotes the most. And Chikrin said, no, that's worse. Right. That's worse than if they didn't offer enough to me. Yeah. Means you're playing with a, not a full deck. Not like in terms of not, intelligently, but you don't have the cards to play. And then your only way out of it is you better cross your fingers and hope that six of these prospects turn into great players or else you're stuck again. Well, more than the prospects turning into great players, what you really need is the guys you've signed to long-term extensions to be worth it. Because as soon as you find a guy that wants to be here, what have you done? You've given him seven years. It's not good. <laughs> the vo- all those, they were, they were starting to win fans back, too. Oh, right, big, like big time. Big the, t- the attendance was growing, and the season ticket base was slowly going back up. And this year has been a have they undone ma- all that? I don't know about undone, but this year has been a massive blow. It, it's really been a it's it's tough. I'm I'm going through last year that in terms of like past the new year, they were never in a spot. And Matthew Fairbone had a piece at the Athletic about injuries because the Sabers have had injuries this year. You know where they stand on injuries and in, in league wide? No, a- average. On games lost, yep. on wins above replacement lost, on all of it, average. They've not been more, you know, it's not like they're the most ravaged team. And one of those injuries, by the way, was Jack Quinn, which they knew about coming into the season and didn't do anything to replace it other than, you know, hope Zach Benson could step in and do that. Which, no. they're going to do that again now. Did they think that Victor Olofsson was hanging around, was going to give them 20 goals again? And Victor be, be that replacement, and that is just a... Z- I, forget he, do you, I forget he's on the team. It is... I can't believe I just remembered he's on the team. It is consistently amazing to remember that Victor Olsen is on this team. That he's still here. <laughs> yep. 803-0550. CJ, will get a call from you on the other side. Get back to some bills and some, you know, wide receiver train chatter. Get some more ideas out there. Always good to do that. Our wide receiver idea of the day today was LaVisca Chenault, courtesy of Chris Trapasso. Mm-hmm. There might have been one point just to just to wrap up this this on the on the Sabers from last year. They were in a spot one day. Were they tied or actually in it? They were like I. Th- they were in the spot. They had the same amount of points, but they had a higher points percentage. Actually, they had the exact same points percentage. So we're okay. going to like a fourth tiebreaker. Yep. Either way, oh, I want you to do the tiebreaker, Joe. It's important. All right. The the tiebreaker was uh, regulation wins. Regulation wins was tied also. Regulation the same or- amount of games played points. Regulation wins. They had more regulation overtime wins okay. than Detroit. One day, February twenty fourth last year. We'll always have that. They were in a spot. They were kind of tied for it. That was after the uh, Craig Anderson had like a fifty save game against the Panthers. Hmm. They were in a spot for one day. Mark your calendar. Let's uh, let's let's celebrate that February twenty fourth. Yes. Can they get back in a spot by February twenty fourth? Probably not. 8030550, 1 5 2550. Stefan wrote in. Wasn't there a game in February last year? Craig Anderson goalied the Panthers, and we were in a spot for a yeah. night.
1: Yes. For one night.
0: He remembers. After a 42 year old goalie-, goalie made 50 saves. That's how they got into a spot. Just win, baby. Oh. Just win. All right. Back in a minute. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.